Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome to episode number 164 of Starting the Conversation. I am your host, now owner of two businesses. What up? Alice Benham here with this week's co-host, Emily Osborne. She's back. Hi. <laughs> what do you even say? I feel like I always I put know. people on the spot when I do that. We are back in your ears. You're welcome. And um, we thought we'd have a bit of a chat about me now being a two business owner because the last five weeks has been a very full on one. Have I mentioned it on the podcast, Emily? Uh, I've been putting the link in the show notes, but I don't know if you've actually. Well, if you dig to the bottom of the show notes, first of all, Emily will be very pleased because she spends a lot of time on those show notes. (laughs) And second of all, you'll already know this, uh, but in case that's not you, and I haven't mentioned it in a previous episode, which is odd because I feel like it's my kind of personality trait at the moment is this new business. Uh, I've got a new business. I, five weeks ago, decided to start a product-based business, which was a stationary shop for business owners and creatives. And it is now launched. We put things on sale last week. People bought them. They're beginning to be sent out. So I might be interesting to do a bit of an episode about it, talking about my experience of starting a new business in five weeks and a little bit more of what that's looked like. So Emily is here as alternative perspective slash question, question asker. Interviewer. Phrase? Interviewer. The interviewer becomes the interviewee. How the tables turn. Right, Em, kick us off. Where are we starting? Oh, I'll start at the top of the list of the questions. Don't tell the people that we've got questions. Make it sound really natural. So, Alice, what is this new business? (laughs) Oprah, also known as Emily Osborne. The new business is, as I mentioned, a stationary shop for the technical introduction. Actually, let me give it to you. On paper, it's the home of intentionally designed stationery for business owners, freelancers and creatives. And it's basically paper products to help you with the business, help you plan, stay organized, set goals, all of that fun stuff. Sounds good. Question two. (laughs) This is so awkward. No, I'm only joking. I'm only joking. (laughs) All right, Alice, why start a new business? I guess it's twofold of like, why start a new business and when... You just weren't busy enough. (laughs) (laughs) Just an hour. You found yourself with far too much free time. (laughs) Well, I feel like the whole of this year, I've been craving something new. I think you've been quite privy to that, Em, and my poor friends have... I've had it a lot. I've just felt quite bored. I think the pandemic, the pandemic was challenging because it was a pandemic, but it, I, don't, I don't feel like we innovated really. You know, we if anything, it stopped the innovation because we couldn't run the retreats. We couldn't do in-person events, which was exactly what 2020 was going to be about. And although I did stuff, it was all kind of in the remit of what I'd done before. So like, you know, we launched new programs and courses, but that wasn't anything new. And I think I'd lost the challenge. Like, you know, there's early years in business where you're just making it up as you go along and you have no clue if it's going to work, but you're just trusting the process. I'm kind of addicted to that energy. And I think I'd lost that a little bit in my business. And so I feel like I spent this whole year just trying to work out what can fill that gap so it wasn't this business the whole point at one point I thought it was going to be a new service-based business which I might still do but in the future there was the opportunity at one point to take on someone else's business which um, you'll know about and we thought that was like surefire plan and then that yeah didn't work out and then this was kind of the the third option and as soon as it came about I was like yeah this is the one so yeah, I was kind of craving something new, but I wasn't, I didn't wake up one morning and think I want to start this business. I think I just knew I want something new. And this was the perfect, the perfect opportunity. 
Well, that segues perfectly into my next question, mm. which is where did this idea begin? So close to sounding really natural with that question, Em, and then just towards the end, just lost you know, it. Um, <laughs> were you silent or silenced? <laughs> that is my favourite. I wonder if she, do you think she must have planned that in advance? If she didn't, she must have said it and thought, oh, that was good. Yeah, girl did good. Anyway, the idea, well, the idea began years ago because it's not, I feel like I'm kind of cheating when I say I started a business in five weeks because we technically took a current product range and turned it into a business. So if people don't know, in at the end of 2019... Yes, I launched a product range with my friend Polly, who's the owner of Sci Studio, which is a stationery and homeware shop. End of 2020? No, end of 2019. Oh, no, end of 2020. End of 2020, yeah. I was so confident. It's just time, Is the year, the last two years are just very, very confusing. Very confusing. And that had been brewing for a while where I was following these same processes and systems with clients. And I was like, there must be a way of making this more accessible and putting this into stationery. And I remember at the time thinking, gosh, maybe I could do this for and by myself, but it was just such a logistical uncertainty. And when Polly said that she was wanting to do a similar range, I was like, well, this is a match made in heaven because I don't have to do any of the, basically the hard work. I just get to come up with the, the ideas. So that was kind of middle of 2020. We came up with it. And then end of 2020, that launched and that ran for a year. And then Polly and I had a meeting about six weeks ago on a Monday. So pretty much this time that we're recording uh, and just decided that the best future for the range was going to be for it to not be under Polly's business. And so that kind of led me to go, okay, I mean, I don't want to stop doing this. It's had an amazing impact. I love it. So I guess the best next option is I'll do it myself. And for some reason, I just... Knew it wasn't right to do it under Alice Benham Limited. I think I realized it had much bigger potential to be outside of that. And I guess it could then be a, a bit more of a challenge if it was something totally new. So that's yeah, where it began. It gives you a bit more freedom for the future, doesn't it? If it's not under your personal brand or yeah. your marketing brand, then it can have a life of its own as well. And just emotionally as well. That's one thing, isn't it? When we first spoke about this, we kind of discussed, well, it does solve one of the, I don't want to say problems, but like challenges in that a lot of your work's wrapped up in who you are mm. and your identity as a whole. So it's nice to have something that's separate. Yeah. And that causes logistical challenges because we can only scale so much, but it also causes emotional challenges because it just, yeah, it's not always the nicest experience when it's that attached. How did you think, Em? Because I had that meeting with Polly and then we jumped on a call straight afterwards and I was like, Emily, in five weeks time, we're going to launch new business how did I feel yeah oh I I don't think it phases me anymore unless from the day that we first met you were like I'm doing this next week and then this is two weeks and then in four weeks I'm gonna do this and I was like cool (laughs) you're just kind of dragged along for the ride it's just how it it's just how you operate and that's absolutely fine and it doesn't actually like impact my uh like outside of my work with you it doesn't impact me further do you know what I mean I'm like oh well I'll have some busy days on the days that I'm working for you but I'm not going to be like consumed it's fine yeah well that's glad that's glad that's good I'm glad music to my ears and I should probably say the reason why I put this kind of crazy time frame on it was because when this decision was made it would have been what end of or I think it was like the 30th of October or something like that and I knew see it's such a time sensitive kind of 
business like people want this to start the year and people were already asking like when's the 2022 collection coming out Mm. so I just knew if I was really going to capitalize on it it needed to launch before the end of the year I knew I didn't want to do it at the end of December because postage is crazy Christmas I wanted to take time off so that was where yeah launching at the start of December came in which gave it I think a six week lead time from the day I decided to today when the first lot of products are at the Royal Mail office. It's quite amazing, isn't it, what you can do? Yeah. I mean, again, we did start in a nice position. We already had the product concepts and proof of concept and some money to play with. But yeah, we did a lot in six weeks. So then my next question. See, now I'm interested about this because I actually don't think that you find anything very hard. I think that is something I find everything hard and you don't find things particularly hard. So from your point of view, what was the hardest point of this process? That's funny that you say that. But you I don't think I think I just have an attitude that I can figure everything out and nothing's the end of the world. But I don't think that means things aren't hard, but maybe that does. Maybe that means that I don't see things as hard because a different definition of it. I would say the hardest part hasn't been any of the logistical stuff because I think everything is Googleable. And the nature of product, although it has its own challenges in comparison to service, and that's something we can talk about, is that like it is quite practical. Like you just have to figure out how to create the product, package it up, sell it, and then send it to people. So there's a solution to everything, which I think in service isn't necessarily the case. So I knew there was always going to be a solution, right? If I needed to figure out how to ship stuff that was my weekend challenge like yes it really overwhelmed me but I was like oh I'm just there's gonna be a way mm. I, I just have to find the way so I think for me the hardest thing was just balancing and balance is the wrong word because it has not felt like balance the last six weeks just trying to do all the things because Alice Benham Limited which is my service-based company that listeners will know of is really full-on at the moment we're in a season of bringing new stuff in and innovating a little bit one-to-one client work is fully booked. There's been a lot of other stuff going on and there's a new business being built. And I, I didn't have the time to slow down my current business to bring this new one in. So I think just being quite tired yeah. and overwhelmed and always feeling like I'm behind. Like I could tell you right now, 10 things that I should have done this morning that I haven't done. And I haven't felt that way in a while. I think September, October were pretty chilled. And so I'm like, whoa. This isn't a feeling I've had in a while. Yeah. One good thing, though, is that we also have had l- the luxury of having so many people to ask advice mm. from. Yes. I think that's been so great. Like, we had so many conversations, like, which printer do you have? Yes. And <laughs> that is something. <laughs> oh my gosh, she's flipping. So, yeah, let's talk about unexpected challenges, finding flipping cellophane bags that actually fit planners that go in it who would have thought that was going to be such a hardship in my life but no you're so right and it's such a a privileged position to launch a new business from it's just knowing so many people and people being so generous with their their lessons and their mistakes and their tips and being able to take those on and I actually maybe this links in with what you're saying of like you don't think I find things hard someone commented on one of my YouTube videos, because if people don't know, I've been kind of vlogging the whole process. So if you want to know more, you can go and watch those. And they said like, oh, like, how do you know what to do? Like, how are you figuring out what needs to get done? And I just said, I think it's from helping so many businesses. There's probably just this like ingrained knowledge of like, okay, this is the order I need to work in and this is how it needs to happen. But I don't think it was that intentional necessarily. Mm. You just kind of knew it. 
So if that was some of the hardest parts, what were there any challenges that came along that were quite unexpected? Uh, I think all the like little practical things, like just finding flipping cellophane bags oh. that actually fit a desk pad in without ripping. Yeah. I never knew was going to be a challenge that I'd be facing in my life. Me neither. <laughs> Funding was a challenge at the start. And I think that uh, I initially thought like, oh, I could have funding or I couldn't and we'll be fine either way. And then the more I realized how much it was going to cost, I was like, we need this funding. Otherwise Alice Benham Limited is going to be really stretched. And so there was a bit of a sticking point of waiting for the funding to come in, but spending quite a lot of money. But probably the biggest challenge, but it's not unexpected, was the getting the products right. And I knew it when I recorded my little video clip right at the start, I was like, I think the problem area is going to be finding the products because that's what I'd always heard from people, like finding the right supplies and getting your product right. And I know I've got such high expectations and I want something to be perfect. I just knew that was going to be the sticking point. And we had about a 10-day period where we just couldn't get the wall planners right. They kept coming out blurry. The designer uh, thought it was to do with the printers. The printers thought it was to do with the designer. And I was just this like completely unaware of what was happening, middleman trying to make this work. And I think that was a a really hard point. And I remember there being one specific day where I just cried because we've had like the most (laughs) full on week. And I think I was ill and we'd just done strategy in a day, which was amazing, but really draining. And we just couldn't get these. And I was like, how, like, like I was saying, like there must be a solution. We must be able to get this right. So I think all the like getting the supplies and products right was expected that that was going to be challenging but perhaps I didn't expect how challenging it would be yeah that was the one bit when when we first discussed this that was the bit that I was the most like oh this could take a while in terms of finding printers that was the bit Mm. where I was like eeks this could take time yeah because it is just so new to us and I can pull a a group program or course or workshop out in you know, very, very short time because I've done it so many times, but this was like a whole new muscle, even at the weekend, like packing up orders. I was yeah. like, I don't know how, to, I don't know the best order to do this in. I don't know if I should print the labels first or do the post. And it's like all of these new, new actions that you're learning how to do, but that's actually been a really fun part. Like the challenge has made it worth it to me. I'm like a, addicted, not forever. You know, I couldn't be in this period forever, but it's been nice to have a season of season of push. Okay, so if that was some of the tough things, then what was easier than you maybe first thought it might be? The branding and the product designs. Mm. So much easier than I expected because we were redesigning products I already liked. Yeah. And I was kind of like, God, am I going to prefer the old ones? Am I going to be redesigning them just for the sake of it? Um, and the same with the brand. Like, I, you'll know the same. Like, I'm quite specific. I know what I like and I know what I want. And, I feel for creatives that work with me sometimes because I don't think I always, not that I don't allow them to, but if I'm working with someone, I generally, I have a vision and I need them to help me bring it to life as opposed to I need someone else's vision. And for a lot of people, that's not how they want to work. And that's completely fine. And I think I was a bit apprehensive the first time I opened, you know, the new product designs and the branding files of like, am I going to hate this I think Mainly because I thought I knew any delay was really bad. Like I didn't, it, it wasn't like I was going, I'm going to start a business. And whenever it's ready, it's ready. It was like, I have five weeks. We have about a week of buffer. Anything that doesn't go as planned 
eats into that buffer and then we'll begin to delay. But Lauren, who did the branding, was just amazing. Like she smashed it out of the park. I think it helps as well if you know if you know what you want, because then you can just give it a really clear brief. And then mm. you're like, I'm kind of happy to be surprised if you like add in a few bits, but I pretty much know this is exactly what I want you to do. Yeah. And even the bits where I was like, maybe surprise me with this. She surprised me. And I was like, yeah, no, sorry. I don't want the surprise. <laughs> do it how I want. And I think as part of it as well is like just being reminded, like trust your trust your ideas and how you want to do it. And it's not going to be for everyone. Like I've had messages since launching the brand of like, oh, I really think you should have made it look less like Alice Benham Limited or and I was like, I've got to a point now where I can really appreciate other people's opinion, but not think that I did it wrong. Oh yeah. Because I did it different to how they thought. That was, was there anything on your side that you were expecting to be harder that didn't be so hard? Uh, that wasn't so hard. Just the suppliers yeah. I thought was going to be tough. But then, you know, I've heard you on the phone to Keith and you guys are tight. Oh my God, we love Keith. <laughs> Keith's wife emailed me today. Oh, that's Yeah, nice. she was so sweet. She said, um, Keith told me about your launch success. Absolutely amazing. Huge congratulations. You must be over the moon. Oh, thanks anna i love them like a second family i love it anything else that was harder i mean just really the cellophane bags got very draining very quick i mean i think i would say the hardest thing is that you and i have no clue what we're doing yeah no offense to us we didn't know like it was giving bless you like i'm here giving you jobs like Emily, you've never done this to me before, but can you go and get samples of this, this, and this packaging? Can you go and set up click and drop? I need to go and create a, tra- like I needed to apply to a trademark, like all these things that we had never done. Actually, the trademark was funny because remember you said to me, can you research the process? So I was like, okay, this is it in like four steps. And you were like, can you do it? And I was like, no, because you need to be across it completely. Yeah, you, you need to have no. like pure faith that what has been submitted is correct. <laughs> yeah, that was a good, that was a good no from you. I mean, it might still get declined. So yeah. People might say no. So everyone, crush fingers. And um, so on this track, would you do anything differently if you had your time again? Ooh, I think this bit of a niche one, but when we were struggling to get the print quality right, I think I would have been a little bit, what's the right word? more kind of project manage when that was going wrong. I think I was a bit too laid back, but I wasn't laid back because I was relaxed. I just really didn't want to piss anyone off. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I'm always so careful of like, treat your people well and they will treat you well. But it, it, I realized things began to happen when like I would just pick up the phone and just be like, what's happened? Like, and maybe masculine is the wrong word, but probably lean into probably that side of my way of business a little bit more what do you mean to be like look guys something is going on on one one side and you you need to figure it out so like you weren't the middleman as much yeah I think just not being afraid to voice what I think and what needs to happen and I wasn't you know I didn't blame anyone I never told anyone that it was their fault but just being like really honest and upfront of like look we're working to this timeline I need this sorted by this date what do you need from me or who do I need to connect you with for this to get sorted um and I think that was just because you know I was it, I was working with completely new people I'd never worked with um the the printers or the designer before so it was just kind of finding my feet with that but I'm trying to think anything else I would have done differently I would have uh 
I've sorry, I interrupted you there. Um, figured out shipping costs properly. Oh yeah. Before I decided to charge three pounds per customer when shipping cost me about nine pounds per customer. There's my lesson. We live and learn. Um, if yeah. you could have had longer, would you have, would you take it? If someone said you can do this in like three months or six months? No. No. Because what would we have done with that time? Yeah. The only things I can think of that I would have loved to do that we didn't was have a little bit more time for pre-launch content. I'd have liked to, you know, introduce the concepts behind it more, but that's fine. I can do all of that now. And I would have really loved to have proper photography, but that's just, it just wasn't realistic because we literally picked up the final stock in a Basingstoke car park at 9 p.m. the night before launch. So there was no there was no gap to get any proper imagery done. Um, but again, that's something I can do in Jan. And the way that I saw it was that we were doing the bare minimum for a December launch that was going to be to my current audience. And then in Jan, I'll add the bells and whistles in and we'll go bigger with it. So no, I think sometimes having less time makes you a lot more efficient and intentional and you just get things done. Don't dilly-dally. Absolutely. So would you have more time? Would I have had more time? No, not really. No. We just did get everything done. Yeah. It's quite quite simple to think about it. Um, So if anyone's listening and they're like, hey, I want to try and do this, what would be your advice to them? Well, I guess there's probably two positions people would be in where if you've not got a business and you're starting from scratch versus if you're in my position and you're starting a new one, So I guess lessons I've relearned starting a business from scratch for anyone who's at that beginning point, it's just the cliche thing. I feel like I'm always saying it's like, just take messy, consistent action. Like you will not feel ready. I didn't feel ready. I was sure more ready than some might be because of the fact that I already had a business and I already had some of the foundations of that business in place. But like, I have got so many things wrong over the last six weeks. I've made so many mistakes there are so many things I could sit right now and walk you through the website and tell you everything that's that's not as good as I want it to be or could have been better. But so often like people don't care. No one cares as much as we do. And I think messy, consistent action is like the only secret to success that I've ever come across. Um, but I would say if you're starting a business from scratch, like get get proof of concept before you put all that work in. You know, I was in a really good position where I knew People loved the products. They were impactful. They had a customer base. I could not imagine the heartache of putting all of this work in, having had not done that pre-work and now be dealing with a launch that didn't go how I wanted it to. Does that make sense? That makes sense. And that's so true. Like we were coming from a really good starting place because we'd also asked people for feedback. So Mm -hmm. we knew what we could um, adapt and, and change for this launch so the yeah. products, you know, were e- even better. Yeah. So I think don't be afraid to ask for help. Take a ton of messy action. Everything is Googleable, but get as much proof of concept as you can before you launch, because especially product, you know, I've just been reminded it is expensive and it's time consuming. And there's a lot of, you know, you're always going to make mistakes, but you don't want your product to be the mistake. And then I'd say to anyone who is launching, like I have with a current business, uh, I'd say either do it not the way I did it and give yourself a good timeline so that you can figure out how the businesses are going to coexist. Or if you're going to do it how I did it, 
really consider the habits and the routines and the rhythms that are going to keep you sane because proper sleep and running are pretty much the only things that have kept me sane and a to-do list is be my secret to to sanity over the last six weeks would be my suggestion there love it and my final question for you is what's next what is next well we have to ship out these orders no (laughs) imagine i was about to mention red shirt man nope not red shirt well said it now red shirt man if anyone follows me on instagram and knows that story he was asking me like oh so like what what happens after this like it's amazing like you've got a new business i was like oh like i'll I'll have a new thing like maybe it won't be a new business but like something there'll be something new I think it was like his eyes were open to the reality of being in the life of someone who just keeps doing new things almost not for the sake of actually the thing but more just having a thing anyway um obviously with the business it's sustaining not sustaining fulfilling launch orders so I should say we we had a great launch day we sold out of the quarterlies quite a few times i think we've got like eight of the weeklies left and quite limited stock on the other bits so like went so much better than i could have expected so now i have to package it all up and ship it out and fingers crossed i've done all of that okay and nothing arrives damaged or late or with the wrong postage on um then it is christmas time off rest and then re-entering in jan with two businesses and i think first of all trying to work out how, how those two coexist in terms of my time and and what that looks like and then relaunching in jan and going big new product ranges events in collaboration with my service-based business who knows what else but yeah, i'm excited to have a new challenge and a new baby and weirdly it's reignited like a new love for my current business oh, which nice. is really nice so not that i was resenting alice Benham limited but as i said it was just boring me a bit but weirdly it's kind of brought some new energy to that so I don't think I'll start another business anytime soon uh but famous words I think it's so, like I think so much of life is just having variety so it'd be nice when on the what days when you're packing stuff it's like oh this is fun to do something different and then when you're doing calls it's like nice that that is different mm. just mixes things up doesn't it although I'm not packing stuff from Jan from Jan no yeah god no <laughs> it's fun about three orders in and then you have to do another 70 and it's like, mm, this is a lot less fun. Um, yeah, Netflix's Christmas films have been getting me through. But no, it feels good. And Em, genuinely, not saying this just from the podcast, couldn't have done it without you. Oh, thanks. Oh, thank you. I'm just so appreciative of your nature, as you were saying at the start of like, you are just very like, okay, this is what we're doing. What I'm doing. <laughs> but you don't add to my hysteria, which I think is a very, very helpful thing. <laughs> yeah. The day and a half we spent together, I was mostly putting the products like in the cellophane bags and then uh, putting stickers on things and putting tube lids on tubes. It was so tiring, wasn't it? Yeah, we are not cut out for physical work. That is not for us. I have mad respect to people that don't just sit sit down all day. I don't it's it's made me realize I need to go back to the gym maybe that's a lesson yeah me too we'll add to the list Um, but yeah hopefully people have found this interesting in some way of a bit of a window into 
yeah, what the last five, six weeks have looked like. If you do want to go and see the business, it's on Instagram, on paper.shop, the same URL for the website. Um, and like I said, I have been sharing behind the scenes videos over on YouTube. There's two videos that are, are needing to go up and maybe this will keep me accountable to putting them up. And to clarify, they're not just sat ready to go. I need to edit them, which is why they're not up. But yeah, if you want to go and see more of what the last five weeks have looked like and basically just see me breaking down on a weekly basis, then you can go watch those videos. And one of the recent ones, we'll have Emily doing her cellophane again. So big old cameo there. Oh, hey. I love to see it. Right. This is it for another episode. If you have any other questions, head over to the YouTube videos and comment on those with your questions so that they're all in one place. Um, I will be back in your ears next week. Won't I am? Many times. Why, what are we doing? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. Yep, yep, yep. So I'm going to be showing up on this podcast five times next week. Sometimes it's not even one. Next week it's five. Three, yeah. Um, With a very short episode each day. I say very short. Emily, what's my limit? Today I gave you 36 minutes. I think next week you need to be sort of 20 minutes. Yeah, I think max. Let's say 10, 15 and it'll be 20. Uh, It's going to be an episode each day which helps you to reflect on... 2021. So this is something I do a lot with clients, uh, a lot with students in my group program on it. Um, and also something we do in the products. So I thought it would be a nice way to kind of round off the year is sharpen your ears each morning. My intention is that you like listen to it on like your daily commute or your daily walk or kind of whenever you're doing maybe a different task each day, maybe cooking your lunch. Um, and it just gives you some food for thought that helps you to reflect on what a year this has been so i'll be back in your ears for a final five times <laughs> as you do next week so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on that and emily you will be back next year next year for the first episode of 2022 absolutely speak to you next year peace out bye